Welcome back to the Originals Podcast. I'm Sam Lane. Sport gives us a goldmine of stories, but I've never heard a sports story quite like this. Courtney Wakefield is a 32-year-old member of the Richmond Footy Club's original AFLW list. She's a footballer, a farmer and a wife. She and her husband Tom have two kids, Tilly and Sid. They've also experienced four miscarriages, something Courtney shares with us in this conversation that's coming up. The day she tried out for Richmond's VFLW side, Courtney drove four hours, with her two kids in the car, from Top Hut, where she and Tom have a farm. Richmond's regional team audition was held in Bendigo, and just seven weeks earlier, Courtney had delivered young Sid. She picked up her sister en route, she fed Sid before running out on the field, wearing some old runners and shorts. She hadn't played Aussie rules for 20 years, but even in what she says was a post-baby haze, a force was clearly driving her. Courtney describes what that was and what it's all about in our chat. Fast forward, and Courtney wasn't just picked on Richmond's formative VFLW list, she was selected to join the first AFLW squad. In Richmond's AFLW debut, she kicked the Tigers' second goal. And in Bendigo, in round four just last week, she booted three majors. She and Tom have moved with the kids to Pearsdale, Melbourne, about an hour from Punt Road, and they're doing it for AFLW. Courtney says she doesn't think more than a day in advance at the moment, and that's probably not a bad thing. She's doing all of this because of that driving passion I mentioned earlier, but she's able to do it because of her support team. I'll stop talking now so that you can hear her. On episode six of the Originals podcast, this is Courtney Wakefield. It's great to talk to you, Courtney. Likewise. Thanks for having me, Sam. Well, here you are at Punt Road Oval, but it's a long way from home. How about we start there? So home is uh, Top Hut Station, so southwest New South Wales. Uh, our closest major town is Mildura, you know, in sunny Sunraysia. It's about six and a half hours from Top Hut to Punt Road. Well, there's a bit to navigate then, geographically and every which way probably. I'm told you've got a couple of friends who have essentially opened their doors. Where are you living now? Honestly, they are amazing people. Um, so we live at Pearsdale, which is about a 50-minute drive up the... I think it's the Monash and then the South Gippsland Freeway. I'm not very good with directions still here in Melbourne. Um, but so they've got a little a 50-acre block um, at Pearsdale and they've got a spare three-bedroom house on their block and they offered it or they opened the, the door of that place to myself and my family. So there's Burnsy. So Burnsy's been coming up to Top Hut for about 20 years as part of a group called the Cattle Shearers. Um, they come up to our local race meeting every year. His lovely partner, Jody, and their three girls, Bree, Keely, and Stevie. And honestly, we'd be lost without those guys. When this opportunity, you know, rolled around, uh, they offered their place to us. They've built a new house on the 50-acre on the block, um, and we've got, yeah, we live in, in their old residence. So how would you summarise how this has all come to pass? That's such a good question. I guess it all started when I was, and this is very cliche, I guess, when I was 10 years old. Um, I played under 11 football growing up, you know, just because my brother did, I guess, I wanted to do that also. You know, I'll cut a long story short, there was a 20-year gap. 2018 was the beginning of Richmond's VFLW program, you know, which I was lucky enough to be part of. That was an extremely tough year. 2019, VFLW, 
and I guess it, sorry, in those past eighteen months, Richmond were granted an AFLW license, and I was lucky enough to be signed on as an AFLW player. So let's just rewind a little bit. Just your exposure to footy in the first place. Well, I was probably exposed to it because my dad played football. What's dad's name? Uh, Pat Healy. Um, dad was a very good country footballer. He also spent some time here in Melbourne at Punt Road with Richmond growing up. I guess I was a little tomboy that just wanted to be like dad. And I wanted to be like my brother. And so football was a path I took. Were there other girls playing footy when you were little? There was myself and another girl. So I grew up on our property back home and next door um, I had a friend Sarah um, she was a, about two years older than me and she also played football so we kind of yeah stuck together and you know gave the boys hell if we could and then yeah <laughs> like I said obviously once you got too old for under 11s and the contact was there then we were encouraged to pursue other sports to be honest you know and the boys still laugh about it. I was probably one of the best kicks in our team so they were happy to have me there there's one funny story that dad still tells he was standing next to a bloke he knew who was a father of one of the young boys from another team that we were playing and he kept saying to dad you know pointing me out my number and saying oh geez he's a good little footballer I had a a terrible a terrible haircut back then Sam (laughs) Um, and he kept saying oh he's a great footballer you know he's going to go places one day he'll play play AFL and dad kept saying he won't he won't do that and he's like he's like why not and Dad said, because it's my bloody daughter, mate. <laughs> oh, but here we are. Who knew? You go on to play state netball, basketball and cricket, I think. How and why did your desire to play Aussie rules rekindle? Probably when the AFLW was introduced, I guess. Yeah, I thought, you know, I, I want to be playing football. Not necessarily. I didn't necessarily think back to when I was 10. But at the time, I was like, you know what, I want to play football now and I'm so glad that there was that opportunity. So what what happened in the interim? Uh, yeah, so I played state-level tennis and netball. And then, you know, just I was a handy country netballer who, who won A-grade premierships and, and, you know, club best and fairest and league best and fairest. And, you know, to be honest, I was, I was happy doing that. You know what, I was just a, a farm girl. I love the country and that's what I wanted to do. Um, obviously still playing netball and basketball. So I met my husband, Tom. Uh, he, he's also off a, uh, a sheep property uh, north, probably a little bit north of where I grew up, not far, about 130 kilometres. Um, so I met Tom and then we had our, our relationship. So then I moved it to his family property. I don't know how old I was then, probably about maybe 20, 21 years, years of age. And worked there, worked in between, worked at home, worked at, at Top Heart where we are now. And yeah, you know what, I was, I'm, I was happy or I am happy doing that. There's, yeah, that, that was life for me. You mentioned farm work. What, what does farm work look like for you? Yeah, all types of farm work, sheep work, mustering, shearing, um, mustering goats, you know, you name it, whatever they do on a property. Um, yeah, you'd probably find me there doing that too. Okay, so at this stage, what are your goals in life? Uh, well, to settle down, get married, uh, have children and be a farmer's wife. Tom and I got married in 2010. Uh, in 2011, we had a year away from the property um, and moved to the Northern Territory and worked as I was a ringer and Tom was a station mechanic for a year in the Northern Territory. Uh, and then we come home and started trying for a family. Okay. How did that go? 
So we had a, an extremely hard time keeping a healthy pregnancy, I guess. Um, so I had I had two miscarriages. I'm so sorry. And quite, the, you know, the first miscarriage, I was probably quite young um, and not mentally mature enough to, to deal with that, I guess. You know, we fell pregnant and we, we shared it with our family. And then unfortunately, um, that pregnancy wasn't viable. So that was quite a difficult time, in, you know, in my life and... I guess for for Tom and I, um, yeah. But you know, and I, but this is part of the journey. That's that's life, I guess. Not everything goes to plan. Um, so we learnt patience. Um, we tried again, uh, you know, not not successfully. So in that in that time, I took some time away from Top Hut on my own this time and went back up to the, the cattle station in the Northern Territory mm-hmm. um, and did something for me for a little mm-hmm. while. Uh, just, you know, just to clear my head um, and find me, find the old me, have fun. And we went again um, and beginning of 2014, we fell pregnant with Till. Oh, so good. So tell me more about going to the NT. I wasn't there for long. I think I was there for about four or five weeks. And I guess that was a big deal for me to spend time away on my own, away from Tom, because, you know, he'd become my best mate. And, you know, I, I guess the, the person I leaned on and my family to, to spend time away from them. Um, like I said, I just don't think I was, you know, mentally mature enough to deal with the situation. Mm-hmm. So I just, and I we just, I fell in love with the Northern Territory when I was up there and, and the people there. Um, so I just went back, you know, just to almost to start again. Um, and then, yeah, come home with a, you know, clear sense of, of mind and, and peace and ready for another challenge. Mm, so it was like one of those life fork in the road reboot moments. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. That's what it was. It was a reset um, and it was perfect. It was just what I needed. So we were on Riverin Station. Um, it's about 600 kilometres south of Catherine. So that was our nearest major town. Uh, we had a little uh, Indigenous community, uh, Kelkaringi, which were 100 or so, we were 300 kilometres from, from Kelkaringi. Um, I, I don't know. I just the, the Northern Territory in itself is it's just worlds apart from from anywhere in Australia. I think it's so beautiful, uh, and the you know the people. It's really is it really is God's country. I reckon. Um, it just I don't know. It gets in your veins. It does. Um, yeah. And then in December two thousand and fourteen, we had Till. She's just a beautiful child with a. She's just loving with a kind heart. I just and I think she knew how special she was to us in this situation and what we'd been through um and and you know what she was like that from day one and she's still like that now she's just you know she's beautiful finally I was a mum because that's you know that's what I wanted to be so great so somehow around here you're exposed to I think it would have been one of those exhibition games you were watching um Melbourne and the Western Bulldogs if yeah I reckon it was Melbourne because I remember um I reckon it was Melissa Hickey playing and she I used to play netball against Melissa Hickey she was a sunraiser girl you know and I am a self-confessed dreamer I just and Tom always tells me that dreams are cheap so that's all I did I just I dreamt and I thought about it and and honestly that's even when you know so Till was you know three months old or six months old that's all it was it was just a thought at that stage Okay, so you see that you're awakened again around footy. What what else is happening in your life at this stage? In between Till and Sid, we had another two miscarriages, um, and then we fell pregnant with Sid. Uh, so the end is sixteen, seventeen, 
um, and he was born in October 2017. Towards the end of my pregnancy, um, I don't know, I was probably flicking through the socials on, on Facebook and it popped up, like the Richmond, obviously being a Richmond supporter, I just followed their pages and, you know, like their pages. Something popped up about AFLW. Um, at the time, I thought it was an AFLW licence. Uh, on further investigation, it was just a VFLW um, licence to enter the, you know, that league in the be- at the beginning of 2018. Um, and then, yeah, once I had made up my mind that I was going to Bendigo, that was it. There was no going back. Uh-huh. So what were the Tigers doing in Bendigo? They were doing like an intake or a tryout day in Bendigo. I reckon it was about the uh, 15th of December, I reckon it was. Okay, so you're interested. <laughs> How old is Sid? Uh, Sid was seven weeks old at that point when we yeah, made the trip down to Bendigo. Okay, can you describe your physical state at this point? <laughs> oh, yeah, lots of feeding, no sleeping, uh, and that's it. I was extremely unfit, Sam. Unfit, but you are going to Bendigo to try out for the Tigers. My husband, yeah, my husband Tom, I just, I said, I'm going to Bendigo. There is a tryout day for Richmond women's football. Um, I'd love to go and give it a crack just just so I know for my own peace of mind I know I've either got it or I don't we've got nothing to lose um and that was it he said and he said even to this day he said there was no point arguing with you and he knew he knew what was going to come he's like I always knew that you you could do this um yeah and here we are so it's about four hours from Top Hut even up to the you know the morning that we left I was probably looking for excuses not to go you know my first trip first trip with two kids to Bendigo let alone a seven week old wow um I was obviously in a newborn haze and had very little sleep um and yeah look the only reasons I went is like I said is to prove to myself or to give myself peace of mind but also because I've got a sister in Bendigo so I could visit her I could do the tryout um you know two birds with the one stone how were you when you turned up well I trained yeah that was, obviously I was extremely nervous but I just kept saying you know you got nothing to lose give it a crack um uh yeah and so I rocked up I sat there in the stands for a little bit because I was quite early um it was quite warm that day um I fed I fed Sid while I waited and then I went down uh, and introduced myself. I think Kate was one of the first people I met. Kate Sheehan. And well, I'm probably going to jump forward a little bit here, but I hadn't enrolled and I didn't realise you had to. But at the time, she didn't say anything. She just accepted that I was there to try out She how far I'd come with a seven-week-old. Um, so they were happy to put me on the park. Okay, so I asked about your state, but what do you remember about this point? Like, what are you even wearing? <laughs> yeah. um, a very supportive sports bra. <laughs> and some old sneakers and some old uh, some Wentworth footy shorts. Um, and we just did basic drills, you know, a bit of kicking, some one-on-one work and then like kind of a, you know, half ground match gym type stuff, yeah. And then they also did a 50, a 50, a two-kilometre trial at the end. But, you know, I, I had to feed, my boobs were full and it was so hot. I just, I couldn't do that one. And I remember Kate saying, you know, if you want to, you want to, after the try, like the tryout before the two kilometres, she's like, you want to get to Point Murray, we can get you there. You know, so obviously I'd, I'd shown a little bit, um, but certainly shown no fitness whatsoever. 
Uh, and then I just I explained, obviously she's a mum too. Um, she knew, she knew what, she knows what it's like. She knew what it was like. Uh, so yeah, I just, she said, I, you know, we shake hands and she said, we'll be in touch. Um, so I went away just thinking, you know, I've done everything I can. Uh, we'll just wait and see now. Mm. How were you afterwards? Uh, I was bloody exhausted. <laughs> it was just like, it's like my sister rocked up. Till's there. She's probably three uh so she's leaning on the pram she almost she almost tips Sid out of his capsule she's bust she's busting to do a wee she pulls her pants down in front of the change rooms on the asphalt does a wee they go out they go out to the car she's running wild it was just the whole experience was just a comedy act you know and we, we have a great laugh about that now I'm sure so what happened next uh so I reckon it was just prior to Christmas um Kate messaged me and said you need to give our coach Tommy a call. I thought, oh, righto. So I gave him a call. Um, I gave him a call. I was pretty excited to be honest when when I got that message from Kate, uh, and he just said, you know what, we'd we'd love to have you on our VFLW preseason squad. Um, yeah. So that was that. Uh, you know. So obviously we'd set as myself and Tom and as a family we'd set goals um, and to reach the pre-season squad that was one of our, our goals achieved. Mm, so what does that mean really? A lot of bloody hard work. Um, I did, honestly didn't think about it too much prior to Christmas I was just like right I need to start doing a little bit of exercise um, enjoy the Christmas break and then you know I guess after that once I go down to Melbourne we would you know just I don't know, I, I can't even remember. Like, it's so crazy how we just thought it was going to work. But, uh, yeah, it did. I'd, honestly, I don't know, Sam. I'm still so confused by it, you know, I don't know. But you didn't move straight away to Melbourne, did you? Uh, no. So so with VFL, um, we were always just at the, a bit of an agreement that I would travel for, for VFL, travel once a week for training um, and stay down for the game. Uh, sometimes, look, sometimes I travelled twice a week. Other times I stayed for the week. So at that stage, every week was different and it was just kind of like we'll just take it week at a time and see how everyone copes. I don't know. We kind of just – and the thing is, obviously, we even growing up, we lived on a property, so we always travelled. So we travelled for school and then we would travel, you know, six out of seven days of the week growing up, we'd travel, you know, 140 kilometres for sport. So travel was nothing new to us. So at that stage, I just we'd just get in the car and, and drive, and that's what it was like at the beginning of the VFLW season. We'd just get in the car and drive. Mm, so, how would you describe those epic road trips? Going crazy, answering a lot, <laughs> answering a lot of three year old questions, stopping for feeding, um, listening to music. Yeah, there was always a lot to keep us busy. Nothing ever goes to plan, does it? Especially a car trip with two kids. Uh, but we had a, a bit of a routine. We generally so break it up. We'd travel 250 kilometres to Bell Reynold and have a bit of a stop and, and a feed there. And then we'd drive, I think it's about 95 kilometres to Swan Hill from there and we'd stop there and do the same. And then it's about 180 kilometres from Swan Hill to Bendigo to my sister's and that's where I generally leave the kids um, for the evening and travel on um, to Melbourne for training. Amazing. And so how did that season go footy-wise? Yeah, well, I honestly... I only played seven games in that first VFLW season. Uh, so I remember in our, my first match in 20 years 
our first practice match in Bendigo, I dislocated my elbow. Oh, no. Um, and I always say that's – I've given birth twice, but that is by far the most painful injury I've ever endured. And so I come back from that um, and then I play – I think it was round three against uh, Williamstown. Uh, so, and then I play a further seven games, and in my seventh game, I um, yeah broke my collarbone in three places. Oh, Courtney! So that was the end. And in you know, in between the dislocation and the break of the collarbone, I had two broken fingers. Oh my gosh! Uh, so it was a very rough first year. Broken collarbone, fingers, breastfeeding. How do you actually work with that? Just it was bloody hard. I had to I had to stop breastfeeding Sid at that stage. Um, yeah, so that was tough, but you know what? Not once did we think this was a this was it. Um, we just, you know, as some as a, a mate once said, you turn your setbacks into comebacks, um, and that's what we did. And that was just that's made it. That's a part of the journey, and that's made us who we are today. I'm imagining the support from Tom at this point is like beyond. Oh, if I cry, forgive me. Um, when I talk about, oh, here I go. Lord. It's okay. Um, oh, bloody hell. I thought I had my shit together. <laughs> he, um, he's a bloody good man, um, a good mate, uh, very supportive husband. Um, yeah, an amazing dad um, and a, a great farmer. So he really is a, a jack of all trades and a master at every one of them. I'd be lost without him. It's beautiful. Courtney, what's like driving you at this point? Why are you doing it? Because clearly it's not easy. Um, well, once I started, I didn't want to stop until we got to where I wanted to get, until I knew we could, you know, get to where we, we could. Um, but obviously my kids and my family, you know, their support, you know, not only Tom and, and, and Till, oh, sorry, Sid and Till, but, you know, mum and dad and, and my sister and, Everyone who's been there, I wanted to, you know, to do it for them, especially my kids, you know. I wanted to create this pathway for, for not only Till but for future generations of, of little country boy and girls that, um, you know, they can. if I can do this, then, then they certainly can do that too. And then you are put on an AFLW list. Yeah, because, you know, and I think we'd come so far and we'd been through so much that, you know, we were going to play AFLW. Um uh, yeah, but then I guess, oh, and then the next thing was, oh, how are we going to make that work? Um, so that was, if something was going to stop us, it was going to be, how can we make it work? Because obviously AFLW is a big step up from VFLW and the commitment. Um, but yeah, bloody hell, here we are. Mm, so logistically, this is like a matrix. How did Richmond actually help you with that? Uh, so we'd spoken about it, but with between Kate and Tommy um and th- that's all we'd done we'd just spoken about it um but they were keen you know obviously I was keen too but it's just oh, there's always that question of how are we going to make it work and anyway I don't know we just we bit the bullet and said you know what if you want to sign me just just make up your mind and let me do let me know and we'll do the rest um so I remember picking up till uh so till uh, we enrolled till in preschool in Euston, so it was about 150 or 60 kilometres from home, twice twice a week. So I just picked her up from from preschool, and I was giving Dad a hand to escort um, some machinery 
through town out to our you know home block Mount Dispersion which is where I grew up um, and I remember getting the call from Kate and Tommy um, yeah and they were I was and you know I was the first VFLW player to be signed on as an AFLW player. Amazing. How was that for you? Uh, that was really special. Um, you know, that was, like I said, it was never a dream, but once we'd made it a dream at the end of 2017 to have finally, but but like I said, we'd only, we'd only made the AFLW list. So there was a lot of hard work still to be done. But once I, we'd made the list, and we'd been through what we'd been through and we had the, f- the family support that I've got around me. You know, there was nothing stopping us from playing AFLW football. Okay, so you're on the list, but you can't stay where you are. You're going to have to move. Honestly, that was the only way that it was going to work. There was no travelling four times a week for training or not even we'd, we'd thought about commuting from Bendigo from my sisters. Um, but even that four times a week with two kids, you know, that that's hard. Uh, so really the best thing for myself and the family and for the club, you know, performance, this and that, was to be as close to Punt Road and Melbourne as we possibly could. So you've still got the farm at Top Hut, but you're moving into friends' houses. How How is this actually going? It's going swimmingly well. Honestly, I, I know we're I just, they're such lovely people to have opened their, their door to us, but then... You know, that, so they obviously babysit the kids for me um, when I'm at training, which is sometimes four times a week, and the kids are always happy to go there. Um, and they are loved so much, which, you know, as a mother, that's all you ask, is that your children are loved. Um, and even even Bernsey and Jodie say, you know, their three girls are older now. They, you know, probably go into their rooms and, and sit on their phones or, or do this and do that. But they say when they've got the two kids there, it, it brings a family together, which is, you know, little kids do that, and it's lovely. So I actually had my alarm set for five, but but I woke up at 4.30 because it was raining. So the sound of rain on the tin roof was enough to get us excited. So we got out of bed and had a coffee at 4.30. The kids are obviously home with Tom at the moment. Um, they'll, meet, they'll meet me, well not me, but they'll come and watch in Wagga. So they're home with Tom, which they enjoy. They always love going, being at home at Top Hut um, with Tom. Um, so yeah, so from there, Baranald, Swan Hill, Stopped in Bendigo with my sister. Um, we go to the old Green Bean for a coffee and a bit of brunch. Um, and then, yeah, here to Melbourne, navigate through the bloody traffic. It never gets easier. Yeah. Um, but here we are. That's full on. So what time will you, like, get in tonight to Pearsdale? Maybe 11-ish. <laughs> oh, we're riding a bit of a wave. It's just, like I said, it's it's not forever, um, you know, so it's all worth it. It's such an extraordinary thing you're doing and that your your family is doing. I keep saying it's, it's so – and I even said this after the game to a, a friend um, and I said it's such a surreal feeling and I said I, I'm sorry but I keep saying that and she said, you know what, maybe it's not surreal, maybe just, this is just what it feels like when your dreams come true. And I was like, yeah, bloody hell, that's probably spot on. Like that's, that's – honestly, that's what it was. It was a dream come true Um I guess there was so much hype and build up to 2020 um, once we were granted that AFLW licence. Um, so, and then it was, you know, there was such a long time and so much happening to make it work 
in the meantime that we didn't really get the time to stop and think about it obviously through the pre-season and then you know the week leading up to round one rolled around and it was it was I don't know it was just something else it was the the whole experience was so special um you know I'm proud and you know you can say you're proud and you're honoured and but I don't know it probably doesn't even come close to to what we're feeling like you say being a Richmond supporter my whole life to you know wear the yellow and black Guernsey and play AFLW in a history making match you know season opener in 2020 you know I still pinch myself because I always just thought I actually never thought I would do that. So what is most vivid from that debut night? Everything about it was next level it was yeah honestly it it was, I can't even remember. I can't even remember. I can't wait to actually, when everything is said and done, to go back and sit down and watch it again. Because I just, it was just, it was surreal. It was amazing. You haven't watched the replay? No. And I was saying to someone earlier that I have not watched or listened to anything or any interview or anything that I've done since starting the football journey. I just, I don't do that. Wow. Well, I'd say this is coming close to your definition of living out a big dream. Absolutely. I'm living the dream. Um, Bloody hell, I get to live the best of both worlds. Like, you know, I'm a country girl at heart, so top heart is home. But then, you know, to, to be here now on this journey playing AFLW football for Richmond like it's just it's bloody amazing but you know what I wouldn't be here with and I I, I'm probably going to drag on for a little bit do you mind no if I just honestly without my family and you know mum and dad in particular but my sister in Bendigo those first 18 months you know she's a a wife and a mum and a midwife but there has never been a time where she hasn't been there for us um, you know, and, and Tom's family and, and Tom and the kids, like, this is, you know, as much theirs as it is mine. No, I certainly wouldn't be here without them and, you know, I can probably never repay them for what they've done for me. I know I, I say this a lot, I don't just want to make up numbers. I don't just want to be a mum playing football. I want to I be a good footballer. Um, and now that we've got the opportunity, yeah, we're going to make the most of it. Courtney, you said it feels bloody amazing. I've never heard a sports story quite like it. So thank you so much for sharing it so generously. No worries, Sam. It's, yeah, it's bloody amazing. Thank you, Sam. Well, that's episode six of The Originals. Courtney Wakefield, a sports story like you have never heard before. Sign off, Brendan Gale. If you like what you hear, share it with your friends, family, footy fans, even someone who thinks they don't like footy. And final word... Well, maybe two. Peggy O'Neill. Go Tigers.